all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To your previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Do you ever come across people who are always upbeat, and no matter what life throws at them, they just roll with the punches? Not just pursuing happiness, but finding it matters more during dark times. Happiness gives us the resilience to get through those dark times. And we are certainly in the midst of some challenging times now. We have both a physical and mental health crisis with COVID-19. Now it seems like almost a pile-on for those trying to recover from Hurricane Ida. And Afghanistan issues. Well, the truth is, is that we really do need to focus on happiness more now, not less. So, if it sounds a little bit trite to be talking about happiness now, stay with me, listen a bit, and I think you'll figure out why we really need to be talking about it. So, um, right before the show, Jason Klein, our radio manager, said that his very most favorite quote is by Tolstoy, and it is, If you want to be happy, be I love it. I think that that is something that we all need to remember to just be. Be in the state in which you are and enjoy it. So, like I said, feeling good may be the last thing on your mind with what we are going through right now. But, um, you know, it it is something that we have to do. So, Is even talking about happiness self-absorbed and inappropriate? No, the answer is absolutely not. Talking about happiness is what we need to do. One, to help ourselves and our health, and we can talk about the health benefits of happiness in a minute. But but also, um, it helps others. It helps others around us. So pursuing happiness and finding it, matters the most right now because what that does is it promotes resilience. It gives us the mental ability to step through things when they are hard. So now I've kind of set the stage. Happiness, by the way, Happiness Happens Month is now August. We're on the last day of it, so I'm not saying this is the last day to be happy. It's We wanted to a, a, at least acknowledge Happiness Month. We've had so much going on, honestly, during the month of August that I almost let it slip by. We did it more around, um, I believe, August 8th is Happiness Day, um, World Happiness Day, typically. And and we miss that uh, due to some other things going on. But 
this is this is the time I want to remind everybody that we've got to work on that, okay? So, listeners, what do you think happiness is? What do you think happiness looks like to you? What is happiness for you? Um, when I came in the studio, we asked Java that question, and you know what he said? Being with my family. And you know what occurred to me when he said that? is that that is his state of life right now. That's where he is. So he's he's happy with life now, right? That is correct. Good morning, everyone. Um, Good morning, this Michelle. This is Michelle McAdoo. I want to uh, first thank you guys for listening, and I want you to call in. Let us know what happiness looks like to you. Uh, we were talking, um, getting ready for this show, and saying happiness is different for everybody. It looks different to everyone. Uh, some people think it's money in the bank. Some people think it's uh, health. Having uh, good health is happiness to them. Uh, like Java said, being with his family. Some people may say having a secure job, especially in these times with right. uh, everything being uncertain. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, And let us know what happiness means to you. And have you ever truly been happy? That's a question I wanted to ask as well. Have you ever been happy? Yeah. And, and can you define it? Yeah. You know, I know. I know more than one person who right now is going through cancer treatment. Mm. And and um, two of those people are some of the happiest people I know because what they have been able to do is focus on the here and now, focus on where they are now, focus on what they can enjoy now, and it's allowing them to be able to in, be in the moment and not to be worrying about what happens next is that as a professional doctor and you know i know you guys deal with medicine a lot dr buttress in your um daily you know routine but a state of mind and a a lot of doctors Mm -hmm. who deal with holistic um healing how important is your mental state especially when it comes to cancer and other diseases how important is it to be happy Absolutely, very most (laughs) important. And there are plenty of research studies that have looked at individuals' response to cancer treatment um, and the state of mind. If you have an individual who is lonely and depressed, they're less likely to respond positively to the treatment. They are also more likely to have more significant side effects from the treatment. Mm. Very interesting stuff out there. But we are going to jump right to the phones because I'm happy to say Stephen is called um, from Corinth. Hi, Stephen. Hello. Um, like, like what was just said, that it's different for everyone. But with me, I find happiness in just a state of contentment. Mm. Just being content, mm. thinking about are there things that are under my control that I could do something about? If it's not under my control, totally out of my control, then then uh, just be at peace, being at peace and content with 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 the state of, of life around me. That doesn't mean I'm I'm in favor of negative things going on, but just to to 
be aware of what's going on around me and uh, being content with my ability to get involved in it or not to get involved in it, but to just like like that, like Tolstoy said, to be mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I find contentment is is very important because when you're not, you're you're on edge about something. Something's always bothering you. So why let it? I love it. Perfect, Stephen. A great way to start us off. So, you know, I think your point is one that we need to remind ourselves about to be content on on who you are and where you are and what you have is is very important it doesn't mean that you you don't need to or want to necessarily strive for something better it doesn't mean that you want to learn more about life and and gain more knowledge it doesn't mean that you need to stop trying to better things, but to be content is is so very important. I want to mention something. Haven't you ever known someone who had a lot, who who seemed to have maybe at all, but they just never seemed satisfied. They never seemed happy. They always wanted something maybe bigger and better. So um, sort of the grass is always greener. And um, I bet that must be an unhappy state. But at the same time, there are plenty of us who like pretty things, who like to gain money, who like to make money. There are plenty of people out there who continue to work hard, right, because they want to advance. So does that mean you're not content? Um, I want us to think... That's a good point. I have a best friend who who is always seems like he's, he's well off, but he always seems like he's chasing something down the road that never being content, always feeling like he has to have more or, or do better or make a better impression. It's, it's a discontentment in him. And I, I love him to death, but I, I somewhat feel sorry for him because he's mm-hmm. not finding that contentment. Mm-hmm. So there must be a balance. I would love to hear more from other listeners about that because being content is not being unmotivated. They're two completely different things. But how, Stephen, you, you, I think you and I are hitting on something here that I think is important for us to differentiate. Being content doesn't mean you're sitting around being lazy and not caring about making anything better. It means, yes, I agree. right? It means being satisfied with with who you are and where you are, and being being happy in your moment, being happy with your life. So, yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay. Well, thank you for starting us off, Stephen. Listeners, I'd love to hear your comments about that. The difference in and contentment and and motivation are are there. And do you think, in your mind, is your kind of happiness contentment? Or do you have another definition? And then, obviously, we want to hear what makes you happy, right? Give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send that email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we will be right back.
Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress with a Mindful Minute. Children grow up so fast, before you know it, they'll be starting kindergarten. A good way to watch for school readiness is to mark developmental milestones like talking in sentences, counting, writing, and playing well with others. Positive adult-child relationships are key to helping children meet these milestones. You already have the tools you need. Talking, singing, and reading are fun ways to help children learn and thrive. One way to celebrate these special moments is to use a milestone checklist. Healthcare providers are also a great resource to help make sure your child's on the mark and ready for the next step. Examples of developmental milestones, fun family activities, and additional resources can be found at MississippiThrive.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about happiness today. How can we find it? What makes you happy? What is happiness? What is the definition of that? Hey, we have a question for you. If you had all the money you ever could hope for, if you were really wealthy, do you think you would be really happy? I want to hear, what, what would you do? What would you do differently than what you are doing right now, right now, today, if you had a bucket load of money? Dr. Butchers, I know I've asked this question to a couple of my friends. Yeah. And I had mixed reactions. Some say they would quit their job and travel the world and never work again. Hmm. And that's, we talk a lot about working. Yeah. I feel right now that I am with one of my jobs, I'm not working. I'm doing what I love to do. When I get up in the morning, I don't feel like, oh, I got to go to work. You know, I've been there before. I've been at a job where it was a job. It felt like it was just, right. it was not what I wanted to do. It was just to make money. And I don't like to be in that space. So for me, happiness, and I didn't ask you what happiness looks like to you. I'll ask you after I say mine. But happiness to me looks like having a career or living my dream. My dad called me when I first started here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to tear up. And he told me, you are on the beginning path of happiness. He says, Mm -hmm. when I retired from Jackson State and started my abstinence program, and when you get up and you do something that was your dream, a goal that you wanted to do, that's when you feel happy. That's when he felt happy. He said, and I want you to feel what I felt every morning waking up and going to my office at a program that I created, kind of like you yeah. with the K program. Yeah. You know, you, this was your vision and it came to fruition. You're doing it. So listeners, what, what do you think is the perfect definition of happiness? And, and tell us, I, I really do want to hear, mm-hmm. if, if you had a lot of money, uh, a lot more money than you need for subsistence, what would you do? Would it make you happier? Or do you think that it perhaps might not? Because we've got lots of those stories. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring 877-672-7464. Join in the conversation with... 
with kind of where you are. Well, you didn't tell us what makes you happy or what does happiness look like to you? I think I know your answer, but I'm going to see if you say what I think you Oh, my goodness. Um, Oh, I have so many. Um, First of all, I will say extreme happiness is having my children and my grandchildren, and I can just find complete delight watching even my little two-year-old guy throw a temper (laughs) tantrum. I just think it is. It's like, okay, he's declaring who he is now. Um, Happiness is walking through my garden with my husband and maybe picking that perfect pepper or maybe that imperfect tomato (laughs) you know I just I like the simple things I really do I find happiness in more simplicity I have another question and as you're talking it just came to me the definition of happiness to you has it changed throughout your life from your 20 teens 20s 30s 40s and so on oh for certain and why yeah yeah Oh, well, I will say that, and I know we've got a couple of callers coming in, and I want to get to them, but I will, in a, in a short answer, yes, absolutely. Happiness has, has changed for me over the years, obviously. Um, you know, extreme happiness was when I got into med school as a young person. That was always a dream of mine, and that's what I wanted to do. Now, was I happy all the way through med school? No, probably not. I had to study very hard, and um, I was with many other hard-studying people, but we had some amazingly fun times during that time. And, you know, happiness was um, was buying my first house. Um, it was a little house, and it was a simple house, but... Um, it was, it made me so happy and I would walk around and look at the camellia bushes and be extremely excited about that. So So it sounds like completing or obtaining goals that you set for yourself sounds like that's what happiness is to you. Right. Right. Wow. Right. I guess we can go to Terry, huh? Yeah. Let's go to Terry in Tupelo. That's an uh, alliteration. (laughs) Hi, Terry. Dr. Buttress, you always have such thoughtful programs. Thank you. And it really it really causes me to think and and look outside the box sometimes. But in regard to happiness, um, you know, and you talk about having all the money in the world or big buckets of money or things or whatever. I personally don't think that causes you to be happy. I think the things that are the that bring happiness the most are things that cannot be bought. Mm. by money mm. you know William Jennings William Jennings Bryant said in the late 1800s when he was running for president that no man can make a million dollars honestly and of course nowadays that would be a billion dollars but right. um, that, there's a lot of sense to that um, I do think sometimes our Christian values our Judeo-Christian values get sidetracked by capitalism and you're always reaching for that next gold ring mm-hmm. instead of actually being happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself, uh, a lot of times happiness for me is catching a fish with my son, ah. uh, the love of my children, the love of my wife. Those types of things bring me the most happiness, mm-hmm. and those are permanent things, not temporary. And that's really all I have to say. 
I love that. I absolutely love that. It Catching a fish with your son, that just made me smile so hard. I just, Terry, you are absolutely right. And, and we can probably point out to so very many people who um, have billions of dollars who are not happy people. And, you know, we can think of billionaires out there that we know well who have recently divorced because it clearly did not make them happy in their marriage, right? So um, the the money piece is something that I think we we all know, that money alone does not make you happy. And sometimes you do step on people and walk all over people as you're getting wealthier and wealthier. And sometimes those wealthy people are the people who give the least. So... Things to think about. There are some very wealthy people who are doing awesomely good stuff, though. So I I want us to remember that. So thanks for that call, Terry, and thanks for listening. Um, We are going to stay in the phones. I want to go to Rich in Gulfport. Um, No? David? Where David in Philadelphia is next. Okay. Hey, David. Hello. I was going to mention that... uh when you have a whole lot of money, you have a lot more problems that come with it because people try to get into your money and your checking account or, you know, they try to uh, go through your Internet or whatever to try to get your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have problems with uh, put so much in a, put like 250000 in a bank. Well, if it gets more than that in there, then you got to move it to another bank. There's, there's a lot more headaches that go along with uh, having the money is uh, if you're just just kind of struggling along, at least you have an incentive to do better. Right. Right. So, David, what does happiness look like to you? Tell us what you think your happiness is. My happiness would be uh, well, owning my own property without having to worry about somebody paying the tax on it mm-hmm. before I die. Uh, you know, not having to worry about well, trying to get a hold of my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, I I don't mind giving money away, uh, but I don't want to. I want to make sure I give it away to people who are going to use it for for the good of life, and not you know not just throw it away. Right. And, uh, and I have ideas that will help people in life, but I have to put them in the right hands so those ideas can become a reality. Right. Right. Good points. You're absolutely right on that. And, you know, you do. I I think I don't want to undermine the need for money to have uh, security, to have the ability to not worry about where your food's coming from and the like. But like you pointed out, David, think about all the lottery winners who, who win huge bucks and they won't ever come forth and say that they're out there because... They're afraid people are going to come after them. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining in the conversation. Uh, glad to have you call in. Rich, now, is your turn in Gulfport, and I hope you're doing okay down there. I know you guys got just an unbelievable amount of rain, so I'm glad you were able to call in. Why, thank you. Uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, what you were mentioned at the uh, as your introduction of the program, The Pursuit of Happiness. And I caution uh, you and everyone that's listening not to pursue happiness because if you just pursue happiness, you won't find it. Uh. Uh, I think uh, one of the 
life-changing things that occur- that I had happened to me was I read a book by Viktor Frankl, uh-huh. Man, Man's right. Search for Meaning. He is, yes, wonderful. And it's really only half a book. The second half is uh, a uh, explanation of a psychological uh, technique tra- uh, that he developed. Mm-hmm. At any rate, uh, happiness uh, comes from doing things you appreciate or love. So for me, mm-hmm. happiness is uh, sharing time with my children and grandchildren mm-hmm. uh, and being with my friends. Whether we go out to have a, a late lunch or uh, play bridge or canasta, whatever, right. we're all together. We all smiling and laughing and having a grand time, and uh, that's that's uh, what happiness is to me. Uh, love it. But, yeah, you know, Rich, you pointed something out that I'm so glad you did because if you're pursuing happiness, you are not happy. So, again, back to the Tolstoy and Frankel has done some great writings about what what ha- happiness and con- contentment is, and and so that's a a great writer. Um, any of you big readers out there, think about um, looking him up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. By the way, he's a, a, an old timer. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a Holocaust survivor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, he was a psychiatrist. And uh, that he passed away several years ago, many years ago. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he was a survivor, and he and he wrote about his his thoughts about why individuals made it out, some made it out and some didn't, who experienced the same situation. And, uh, right, very good information out there. So, yeah. All right, Rich. Well, thanks for calling. Uh, We're going to go to our next break. And, Becky, hang on there. I want to hear from you about your thoughts about happiness, too. And we've got some open lines. Listeners, we are talking about happiness. What makes you happy? Um. How do you think that you end up being that happy individual you want to be? Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with Michelle McAtee. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Parents are a child's first teacher. Children make connections to the growing world around them through back and forth interactions. Parents and other caregivers can help children learn communication and social emotional skills by talking, reading, and singing each day. More information at MississippiThrive.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
Welcome back, and thanks for listening. I think most of you know that song. Don't worry, be happy, right? Well, that's what we're talking about, happiness. And how do you not worry, and how do you be happy? What do you do that makes you happy? What can you do? How can you help others know what happiness is and how to not not worry about what you don't have or not worry about what might happen next, but to really not worry, just don't worry, just be, just be happy. All right. Well, we are going back to, back to the phones. Hey, Becky. And a coat. Hey, Becky. You there? Hey. I was just delivering a lunch, but I wanted to say uh, what my mother used to say about happiness. She'd wear like a little butterfly on her shoulder, and when anybody commented on it, she'd say that old uh, Henry David Thoreau uh, quote, happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will elude you. But if you turn your attention toward other things, it will come and sit softly on your shoulder. Oh, very beautiful. Thank you, Becky. We needed that. I that that's beautiful. So, do you do that too? Have you have yes. you taken up that mantra? Yes, I have, and you know, I didn't get along with my sisters for a while, and we all got back together after Ben passed away, and we're going to have our reunion. So, I got everybody a little butterfly pin, and um, and you know, she was murdered, I guess, uh, forty five years ago. And, uh, but she always had this happiness. It didn't matter what was going on. And she'd say, you were my morning child because every morning I'd get up and be happy. You know, no matter what happened the night before, I'd still be happy. And Mm. I think happiness is just something that is elusive, but you know, we have to find, we have to find it. We have to, uh, embrace those positive emotions. That's that's beautiful, Becky, and I'm sorry about the loss of your mother, but but I'm I'm hearing um, that she left you with some some wonderful wonderful messages, and so that's great legacy. She was a teacher, and she yeah. was loved, and yeah. you know that's the beauty of it is that you can't be sad all the time because you've lost someone. You have to memorialize them in a way that gives you joy, and so wearing my butterfly pin. <laughs> She used to embarrass me. I said, oh, Lord, she's going to say that poem again. <laughs> but, now, but now I love it, you know, yeah, that yeah. I'm serious, so anyway. Well, beautiful. Thank you, Becky, for calling and sharing that lovely story. You're welcome. Thank you for your show. All right. Take care. Oh, well, listeners, that was beautiful. Um, there are so many great quotes out there. Thoreau had some beautiful stuff, too. All right. Um, give us a call. Join in the conversation. One eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We are going to stay in the phones. We have Sue in Beaumont. Hi, Sue. Hi. How are you? <coughs> Great. Thanks. I'm having phone trouble as usual. <laughs> I'd just like to say that uh, um, I come from a long line of Edgar Allan Poe's. If you've ever seen Edgar Allan Poe, his his photograph, it looks like he has this little dark cloud over his head. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, our family is, is cursed with that. And um, 
I, I personally, things like jewelry and fancy cars and fancy clothes don't impress me at all. I have no interest in that at all. But just having a day go smoothly and not everything go wrong, that, that, that's what makes me happy. But happiness is different from contentment. And, and, and you can be content and not have much. And so I'd like to, I always like that feeling of contentment. Mm-hmm. Happiness to me is a fleeting thing. It's like a oh, over the top sort of thing, you know. But contentment is a day by day realization of where you are, what you have, and feeling satisfied with what you have. Mm. So, you know, a very good points that contentment, some people call that is happiness. And so I guess it depends depends on how we define it if if happiness means that we have to be smiling and laughing all the time then probably many of us don't have that all day long right but but to be content to be satisfied to be um feeling that perhaps joy in just who you are and where you are is 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 a good one. And so, Sue, I like the word contentment. I think that's a good one for us to use. Do you, you think that this uh, unhappiness is, is genetic? Does it run in families? Because You know, there is. I was it, just, I always read before I get ready for the show. And there there are some data out there that say that there does seem to be some genetic tendency toward um, individuals who are just happier than others and um but you know um we've talked about this on this show many times before the thing called epigenetics so um and that means that there are that we can have a genetic makeup but then what happens to us what happens around us our environment what we are exposed to um, issues that are out there that perhaps make those genes either not become active um, or to become active. And so I think it's it's epigenetics. So, yes, you, you might um, be one of those people who is sort of born uh, jovial and happy, but if you continually have negativity around you, it might pull you down and it might not be as as obvious so that was a long answer to your question Sue. (laughs) thank you (laughs) thanks for calling sue and thanks for listening okay well we've got open lines and um i want to throw out a few more things as we are moving along but please give us a call and join in before uh this show's over we'd love to hear from you 877 mpb ring that's one 877 Six seven two seven four six four. So you know, happiness. We've talked about this. It's it's a emotional state characterized by joy or satisfaction, contentment. Like Sue was just saying, fulfillment. Perhaps you'd always in your whole life always wanted to have a family, and that happened. Or all of your life, like I said earlier, you, you wanted to, to go to a particular school, become a lawyer, become an artist, and like uh, Michelle's dad, um, be able to have his own program out there. Um, that fulfillment can give you that happiness. So, you know, 
many times it is very subjective. It's something that is just sort of out there, and for each one of us, it's a little bit different. But what I'm hoping is each one of us can finally find that so that our world needs more happiness, and I want every one of you out there to start feeling some of that. So, all right, we're going to go to George in Mobile. Hi, George. Hi, hi, Dr. Bartwes. Uh, I like your show. Always. Oh, thank Always. you so much. Uh, in in regard to pursuing happiness, and uh, sorry, uh, I'm as you can hear from my deep southern accent, I'm I'm not. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm originally from Germany, so uh, but having living in the in, in the south for thirty years, you all. So, uh, how about to pursue happiness? How can you do this without a good health? Mm. How can you pursue? Is that a question to me, or do you have That's an answer to me? That, that, that is a question to you. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't we have to have health so that we free up our thoughts and and can enjoy things like nature, like music, like I don't, I don't know what. Oh, really good question, George. But the answer is no. You don't have to have good health to be happy. And um, as I noted, now, you know, I'm not inside the bodies of those individuals that I talked about earlier. I know a couple mm-hmm. of individuals who have struggled with some pretty significant health issues over and over again. But they have found happiness in in the joy of a grandchild, in the joy of beautiful music or beautiful art. And and one of those individuals had has created some pretty beautiful things um while dealing with the illness. So I don't I would love to hear from other listeners about that. Um, like I said, if you if you are going through significant health issues, learning how to find happiness and gratefulness also can can be helpful to helping you be responsive to the cure, responsive to a surgical intervention. Recovery is faster if you are a happier individual. So. Um, does that help a little bit? I think yeah, it, that, 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 yeah. It, it helps. It, it, it helps. Yeah. Again, I, I think I, to make yourself live in the moment, live in the here and now, and not think about what might happen next. Yeah. I so, mean, to to pursue happiness costs also some energy. It well, does. It, it helps. Yeah. It does. I mean, Remember our previous yeah. caller, though. He was saying, um, "Don't." pursue it. If you're pursuing it, you're not living it. So yeah. try to find the joy in the moment. Okay? Okay. Thanks a lot. As always, enjoy it. And I love that accent. Thank you. <laughs> Call again, George. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, let's stay on the phone. I know Rachel kind of got cut off to her cut off earlier. Rachel from Eupora. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for calling back. Hi. Um, so I am dealing with a um, physical uh, condition. 
I'm in pain and I have uh, severe fatigue. Mm. And uh, it, I have to um, interject things into my life uh, that help me be happy again. Things like that song that you played. I, I used to play music like that every morning. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I guess the thing that makes me um, happiest is to make somebody else happy. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the key. I can... I can call somebody or if somebody calls me, I don't talk about how bad I feel. Or if they ask me, I make it brief and then move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully there's an end in sight for my condition. And so that's another thing to be happy about. Mm. Um, I have to adjust my um, sense of being to what I'm in right now, I can't have a totally clean house, which I uh, really, really used to like to have. Mm-hmm. And I do deal with the pain and the fatigue. But I have my pets. I have two cats that love to wrestle and play. I have a dog. I have a daughter who calls me every day. Oh. Uh, I have people that I call and who call me. And so... Um, yeah, it's a challenge. It's a little bit of a challenge right now. But I'm but hearing you, say, yeah, I'm yeah. hearing you say, Rachel, that that you find happiness in making others happy. And exactly, what, what exactly. a gift that is! Such a wonderful thing. And I, I hope others others who are listening are hearing that because so many times, a phone call just from a friend who you haven't heard from in a while um, can can make the difference in a, a positive feel for the day or not. And so, Rachel, I'm, I'm so sorry you're having to deal with your health issues, but uh, giving to others like this is something very special. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Always love your show. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Michael in Florence. Michael, we want to hear from you, too. Hello? Hey. This is Michael. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you, Michael. Tell us about right. your happiness or maybe your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I heard, this, I heard this somewhere, and, and I don't know where. It's been years ago. But I always heard that to be happy, that you need something to do, and that could be a job, someone to love, something to look forward to Mm. and sometimes you may get one out of the three and you're not really happy and you might get two out of the three and you're 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 better off but when you can get all three i would say you you would be happy (laughs) that's my point of view i like it i like it okay repeat that for our listeners repeat that Okay, something to do which could be your work it could be a hobby someone to love and something to look forward to. Wonderful. And you know what, Michael, as as you were thinking, and that doesn't mean you have to have a significant other when you have that something to love or someone to love. Well, it no, it, it, no right? it doesn't have to be. It no. could be your brother. It could be your sister. It could be your dog. It could be your dog. Yeah. And look, let me throw one other quick thing in here. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, self-employed, have been all my life. 
And money, something that hasn't been brought up, is money is a tool, okay? Mm. How you use that money is is really what builds your character and makes you a, a good person. And if I had a lot of money, I would do something like someone dealing with cancer, I'd pay their house off or I'd pay mm. off their car. And, you know, someone in my circle of influence or even a stranger, you know, sometimes. But anyway, that's my input. I'll let you go. I know you're running out of time. Oh, beautiful input. Thank you so much. Okay. I love, I love your show, and I'm a big, big person on, on the public radio as far as listening. So well, we so appreciate that. Like I say, over and over and over, without our callers, um, we would not have the show that we have. So I really appreciate you calling in and, and all of our callers on the show today. It's been a great show today, and thank you. Thank you. Wow, Michelle, we have had just some awesome callers, haven't we? It's just been wonderful. You said some profound profound things things. that we were writing down and taking notes of. I like what he just said, Michael. Money is a tool, Mm -hmm. and it's how you use it. Well, it shows your character. He actually was piggybacking off of someone who said making others happy makes Uh her happy. And like he said, if he had a lot of money that he would pay off someone's car, pay their house note, uh, or pay their uh, house off. And I know what he's talking about as far as I, I guess every parent can probably agree with me when you see your child's smile when you mm-hmm. make your child happy and i know that's a catch-22 you can't always you make can't your child always make happy, happy all you know the time. i've talked about that yes. right yeah. but that's a thing for me and maybe yeah. i need to work on that but seeing my daughter happy is a very warm place for me so yeah i like um yeah rachel's call who said that um her happiness is making other people happy and i think How incredible would this world be if we could all make ourselves find happiness in um, other people's people's happiness, happiness. other people's joy? So um, before we we leave the show, I just wanted to, to remind everybody that during these difficult times, it's when we have to make ourselves stop trying to look too far forward and find out what's happening next, to to look at today, look at the here and now, look at, one, how maybe you can help someone else with their happiness, um, or maybe what you can find for yourself, find joy in. And it might just be looking at that hummingbird that's flitting by. The hummingbirds are out. And so make yourself start looking for those little drops of beauty that are out there because they're there and they're all around you. Look at the sparkle, or like I call it, uh, the glitter in the ocean. I think so many times we have this incredible beauty around us in Mississippi, all the way across our Gulf Coast and our surrounding states. There's so much beauty, but we get so used to it, we forget to notice it even. You know, people who live in the water often forget to look outside and notice the beauty out there or who live um, in the woods, the the beauty of the trees. And so look at that. So this is something I ran across also as as I was um, planning the show. And it's of this little girl um, in a sprinkler system just 
pure joy on her face. And, and the writing goes like this. Choose joy. Don't wait for things to get easier, simpler, better. Life will always be complicated, and ours is surely complicated now, right? Learn to be happy right now. Otherwise, you'll run out of time. And that is something that I think that we all need to keep in mind. We don't want to run out of time because, you know what, none of us know how long we're going to be here, do we? You know, I think I am so incredibly healthy. I take good care of myself. I do all the right stuff. But you never know. Yeah, COVID has certainly taught us the the fact that we we never know. And so to to try to find joy, make sure that you deal with the here and now. Get your stuff in order. Um, but plan on being happy the entire time that you're around, okay? Um, don't worry. Be happy. This, shot, this song, one of the Beatles songs, we'll end with. So just remember, the sun's going to come, right? If you'd like to hear this show again, and I hope you will because we had some great calls or any past episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy Relatively Speaking. This show is a production of MPB Think Radio and engineered by Michelle McAdoo. Java Chapman was our call screener, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and now, coming up next, right here on MPB Think Radio.